What's up, everybody? My name is Timothy Merry, a.k.a. This Guy Making Things, and I am absolutely stoked to be welcoming you all to episode number 184 of the Scale Riders podcast, covering model car culture from around the world. Hey, what's up, guys? It's 65 Lokes. I'm here with Armando Flores. So what's up, Armando? How you doing? All right, Edgar, I'm over here at the El Clasico Tattoo Shop here in Echo Park. Um, this event is called Park on the Dance Floor. And uh, Sal, the owner of the tattoo shop, he invited me over and he says, Armando, would you like to bring some of your models and stuff? So I decided to, you know, bring the Whittier Boulevard presentation back. It's been a while, it's been a minute, and right now it's just... Uh, it's impressive again, like every time, and uh, the turnaround is pretty good. It's uh, it's hundreds of people showing up, and um, I'm excited. What time did you get here to uh, set up? I got here like around two o'clock with Jerry's, and um, it took us about a couple hours to set it up. Um, few things happened, but you know we got it all square away and. Um, People were coming even at two o'clock because uh, this place over here in Echo Park, it's a pretty busy street because it's on Sunset Street. And uh, it's, um, it's a pretty good place. I mean, it's almost like a terraza right here, like showing up and showing love. And um, they love the, the, the art. They love the, uh, the exhibition. Um, this exhibition was with different artists they did some uh, artwork on the walls and stuff and some uh, you know they invite me over DJ's playing and it's cracking man there's a lot of people in here there's thousands of people here it's like you know it's a good turnaround yeah I honestly <laughs> when I got here it took me 20 minutes to get here but once I pulled up I realized there were so many people I was like worried about finding parking so I had to park like on the other side of Echo Park and just walk and as I was walking getting closer there was just so many people on the streets I was like holy crap like am I gonna ever even get in but I managed to you know uh, get in you know through all the people and then finally the entrance and once I made it to the entrance I saw the the grand display of you know Whittier Boulevard and everything there and now you know where it's winding down like the night I mean there's still lots of people out there but it's coming to an end the show it's gonna be ending soon uh, how do you feel at this point now that the, uh, you know, uh, you were here throughout the day. Uh, how do you feel right now? I'm so blessed because, you know, lots of my friends show up. You, of course, Jerry's, Juana Mesqua, um, a lot of guys. And just being part of this whole event, it's another, another, you know, s step for, you know, whatever I've been doing. And uh, instead of me being at home, watch TV or you know, sitting down, might as well bring the art into the streets, especially in LA. This thing, this place over here in LA, it's always, it's always a um, very good um, message, very good turnaround. And uh, I'm so blessed to be here and blessed to be invited and honored to be here at this place. Uh, I love to do these things, especially for the Raza, the Chicano culture put us in a place where we are artists we have this gift and uh, 
we have to share it with people. Awesome. And uh, one last question uh, before we wrap this up. I wanted to ask you, as I was looking at all the models, there's one you had inside one of the shops, a Riviera. This is a new model, a model I have not seen on display. Is this the first time this model is being premiered at a show? Yes, it's on the works. That's why I put it in my, um, you know, Masterpieces headquarters. But it's only like halfway. And uh, it was one of those moments that why don't I just post that and put it in there and let people know what's happening. There's already questions coming up with that build. But it's another one of my uh, creations that uh, I'm excited to get it done. And uh, why not bring it and uh, make noise? And we are making noise over here because this place is cracking. Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty cool. Well, thank you, Armando. Thanks for doing this. And we look forward to seeing you at another future event. Thank you, Edgar. And I learned patience for making models in the basement. What's up, y'all? Tim Mary again. You know, it's such a simple question. And why I couldn't come up with a simple answer is beyond me. I sit here torn between two different companies, one being Aoshima and the other being AMT. I've only been building scale models for a little over a year now, so I don't have the dozens and dozens of kits under my belt that would bring me the experience to draw from. And when I look back at those that I have built, the majority have been from AMT. I go to those kits like my comfort food. I know what to expect. They're not going to be perfect. I'd say they're close to 80% of perfect, and it's going to take that extra bit of effort and finesse to maybe bring it to the 100% that you see in your mind's eye. While on the other hand, you have Aoshima, whose kits come out perfect out of the box, and it's up to you to maintain and keep it at 100, which tends to bring me a lot of anxiety and trepidation as my skills and all the techniques I possess aren't necessarily up to snuff. That being said, my latest build was a kit bash that involved both an Aoshima and a Tamiya kit, where both were of highest of quality, and I did appreciate that in the end, things fit where they needed to be. They had homes where I could install and deinstall them for paint, for fitment, etc., making the whole process a lot easier once I got comfortable. So I guess in the end, I would say that my heart will stay with AMT, but my skills will grow with Aoshima. I look forward to buying more of those kits, buying motors and trans kits, and really making them mine, telling stories that I want to tell, and hopefully just creating things that you all enjoy looking at and ask questions about. I really enjoy the community engagement and the back and forth that we get when somebody does something you haven't seen or, do, or makes something that really just becomes something you latch onto. I'm fond of using the phrase muse. I, I look at things on Instagram all the time and say, I want to build something just like that. I want to make that a reality. And whether it be AMT, Aoshima, or Tamiya, you name it, I just hope to continue down this hobby and continue having fun. Thanks, guys. Without this awesome community and the support that you all bring, I don't know that I would have half of the talents that I have today. Let's keep it going, keep in touch. And let's thank Edgar for keeping this community what it is. What's up, Vision124? Tell us about Diversified Scalers LS Fest East that just happened. Hey, what's up, everybody? 
Yeah, so the LS Fest East, uh, we came up with uh, a theme for a club meeting. Uh, we've been having club meetings the last two years as far as we make it uh, more special as far as a, uh, a, a barbecue. Uh, so we always pick a theme for each barbecue. And um, the theme was um, building anything with a LS swap in it. So we decided to call it LS Fest like they do in the one-on-one -on -one scale cars. Yeah, for the second question, um, what did I bring for the LS Fest? So um, being that these builds are secret builds, um, you know, we weren't supposed to post anything um, before the, the meet. So uh, I, I decided to do uh, something outside of the box. So I did a a 964 Porsche um, and um, with an LS swap in it using the uh, transmission from the Porsche and uh, yeah it was a lot of fun besides that one I brought a, a LS uh, build that I did uh, back in 2014 which was a 69 Chevy, uh, Chevy Nova uh, with an LS3 swap in it and uh, so I brought those two for that particular um, theme. Hey Edgar, it's Pablo. I think my favorite part about the airbrushing the patterns for me is the challenge of it all. Uh, new to doing the patterns and lowriders, uh, just started using lacquers, and the challenge of creating the patterns with the the tape that I cut myself, um, you know, trying to figure out good color combinations, simple, keeping things simple. Um, yeah, so that's really my favorite part is just like thinking it through and designing the, the what the pattern is going to look like. Um, so I really enjoy that part the most, I think. Talk to you later. Bye. My perception of model building is kind of a tricky one because it's always sort of changing. Uh, depending on my mood and I think the most kind of important thing I've, I've been able to learn um, is you know not about models and cars and stuff like that but it's more about myself and I've learned to really recognize um, you know at any given time what I'm what I'm feeling like doing what I'm capable of and and that sort of thing and realizing that that model building can be um, like ironically a vehicle to kind of you know express how I'm feeling sometimes I might be really motivated and want to do things as technically accurate as possible and other times I might just want to you know do whatever it takes to get the right stance on a car and mock it up or just sit there and, and daydream about builds I want to do in the future or parts I want to design uh, or, you know, other things I want to find within the aftermarket space and order. And, um, you know, for, for the most part, I think a lot of um, model building for me is communication. It's, it's how I interpret and present things um, that I learn um, within our community and, and speaking to people and, you know, seeing how they interpret and present things and learn from them and try try my best to to teach um people who, who want to know certain things um i think way back uh a couple of years ago when i was 
doing 3D commissions, I felt a bit like uh, the cobbler who didn't have shoes, you know, they, they spent all their time um, doing things for others, which, which I don't regret at all. Um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way um, now because it pushed me to learn and it pushed me to, to figure things out about myself and, you know, how I want to exist within this hobby, this community we have and you know what i wanted to to learn going down the track and and what limits i wanted to set for myself and, and learning what the limits were and and kind of just you know having this space where no matter what else is going on um there's a space where you can feel positive about what you're doing um no matter what it is you know you could be just dreaming up some wild build and chopping up a, a perfectly good new kid into whatever else, you know, at the end of the day, you've, you've created something and you've used your time in a way that's, that's positive for you. And I've learned to kind of recognize when I might be getting stressed out, um, with what I'm doing, if I'm not feeling, um, doing a certain thing, uh, I can, I can just move on to something else. I can, I can just, just sit there and daydream about bills and, and it's totally fine. You know, it's valid. And I think, you know, aside from that, um, model building in general, I think is just about a sense of community and, and, um, belonging, um, to a group, you know, which I think is so incredibly important and, you know, going down the line, I, I, I'm excited to, to think about all the, the genres of cars I'm going to learn about and experience and, you know, be able to share and, and that sort of stuff. And model building is just, you know, such a good opportunity to learn and learn how to learn and, and grow, um, you know, and be able to recognize things about yourself. So I think at the end of the day, model building, I think, is just, just so much more than, than plastic kits and, and whatever other materials we're using. Um, you know, there's so much more attached to it. And I think it's really important to recognize, um, you know, just how kind of broad it is, how much appreciation we should have for where we are right now within the hobby and, and how much access we have to one another and, uh, and that sort of thing. And it's, it's a tricky thing to think about, but, um, but that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. I think it, you know, it could change tomorrow, who knows? Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. Hey, I'm Jordi from Fahrenheit Models. And thank you for letting me talk in your, to let me participate in your podcast, man. I love it. Uh, most of my models take me about four or five weeks, uh, except for one specific build that I finished this year and a scratch build Audi RS2 that took me about seven months, <laughs> but, uh, that was an exception. Uh, cheers. I don't know, that's pretty cheesy. What's up, Edgar? Thanks for inviting me. Uh, this is Jeff Bloomhuff. I'm in Copley, Ohio. If you are on Instagram, you can find me at Copley Scale Auto. 
Uh, I am 44 years old. I build model cars. Uh, I'm married. I have two kids. Uh, my day job is a sales rep for a company called Saw Systems. I specialize in metal cutting, saw blades, coolants, abrasives, and other industrial and manufacturing needs. Hit me up for that if you need something. So Edgar wanted to know what we're working on. Um, primarily right now, um, I've got a 1969 Dodge Polara 500 I'm building. Uh, this came from Robert Burns, also known as Too Many Projects on Facebook. And if you're not familiar, he um, 3D prints, or I guess he kind of has CAD capabilities and he designs a lot of oddball 60s, 70s, and beyond uh, model car bodies. Only one downside is you have to provide usually your own interior and chassis, but super cool subject matter. So that's what I'm working on right now, and that will be featured in Fine Scale Modeler Magazine, I believe in the January, February issue. A couple other things that I'm working on. I've also got um, a 1972 Dodge Polaris station wagon, same source. That will probably be the next thing that I complete um, I also have an International Scout, which is um, something that was meant to be kind of a quick build, but that, that's coming along. I'm also working on a lot of club events. My club is called North Coast Automotive Modelers in Cleveland. Uh, we have an event coming up called Plastic in the Park. It's an uh, outdoor pavilion, park-type setting, model car show and shine. We're upping the ante this year. We're doing um, some people's choice voting. We're going to give away some uh, top five uh, people's choice awards. So I'm working on securing some trophies for that. And my club members and I are out there trying to promote that show. And that show takes place October 8th, 2022. So if you're within distance of Akron, Ohio, uh, come out for kind of a different type of model car show and contest. We'll have vendors, uh, we'll have a raffle, kit raffle, and I'll be taking photographs with uh, the intention of that, uh, those cars appearing in the next uh, model car uh, contest annual, I'm sorry, the fine scale modeler contest annual. Uh, the other question, Edgar, that you had asked is, what is my favorite kit? And I've been thinking about it all morning and I don't really have a great answer. Uh, I just love cars, and I'm kind of all over the map. I love lots of different genres and types. And, you know, I've kind of built stuff from all the different manufacturers, resin, 3D printed, what have you. If I had to pick one kit that I maybe have the most of, because I really like to use it for donor parts, that would be the Revell 1968 Dodge Charger. Um, I like to build a lot of Mopar stuff. There are a lot of great parts. It's a modern tool kit. Um, so yeah, I guess that'd be my choice. Edgar, thank you so much for what you do for the hobby. I love the Scale Riders podcast. Everybody out there should listen to it. I mean, pop in your earbuds, you know, while you're mowing the lawn or if you're on a long drive, I like to pop it on the car stereo. Um, super cool to hear your perspective um, and then to hear all the guests that you have on. So many different walks of life, different types of modelers, different builders. So thank you, best of luck to you and everything you do with the Scale Riders uh, web shop. And we hope to meet you in person at some show someday coming up soon.
Peace out, brother. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bill, a.k.a. Scaled by Snacks. I got into modeling because I had a lot of downtime due to COVID. I stayed in it because of this amazing community we have and the friends that I've made. I also love being able to relax my mind and just get lost in the plastic. There's no rules to this, so you can build however you like and build whatever you love, and that's one of my favorite parts of modeling. My favorite brands are currently Aoshima and Splash Paints. Aoshima is putting out some awesome kits and have a large catalog of what I really enjoy building. Splash Paints are just great and have everything I need from primer to clear, and it all just works so well together. Remember, we're building more than just plastic models. We're building art and friendships across the world. How's it going? My name's Austin. I go on Instagram by Laughing Laughlin. I'm going to probably change my name soon, seeing that Laughlin's no longer my last name. Um, but I build models for fun. It's relaxing. It's also a great challenge, um, especially with the smaller parts. I'm learning lots. The podcast really helps. Talking to a few guys, they give really good pointers. Um, it's a great community. I'm glad I finally found it, getting into it. Um, as far as favorite brand, um, used to be Tamiya. That's um, what I started with. I love that they come with engines. You know, it's a good challenge to detail the smaller engine parts. Um, but I'm getting more and more into Aoshima. Um, their kits are great, easy to work with. Fitments are great. I also love the aftermarket parts that Aoshima provides, um, lets you customize more. Especially when you're just getting into models and learning to customize, it's a little easier learning how to do that. Um, yeah, I've built a few AMTs. I finally picked an MPC kit, so I'll see how that one goes. I got a Cummins turbo engine that I'm going to swap into that from Iceman Collections. But yeah, uh, thank you for the opportunity, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Hi there. Yeah, so basically... Uh... Everything looks uh, fine. So, so far I'm working on the Tamiya kit, uh, which is the Fiat 500, uh, which I'm gonna turn it to like a racing car uh, that I used to always watch when I was kids. And then this is really like uh, personal, like it's really uh, amazing and dedicated for me because he's um, owner of the car that he built it just passed away like a couple of months ago. And then I was really sad because um, I know him very well. He actually is like uh, almost the owner of my town, my little village. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, so I decided to build it uh, on his memory and then to give it as a present in the end of the build to his son. And uh, yeah, so so far um, I just started the kit. Uh, basically, the kit is just uh, plain from the box, and then I add uh, a KMP uh, trans kit, uh, and I will uh, like dedicate, I believe, around two three months. You know, that's what usually I take me to build a car, and then um, yeah, I hope. It, so far, it looks everything fine, you know. Um, I have no problem with any, you know, extra piece that I'm putting on. Uh, it will be blue and red in the end with all the stickers that the same car that I used to race when it was, uh, like, young age. And, uh, um, yeah, and then, as I said, I will give it for present because uh, for me it's really special, special model. And then... Um, yeah, pretty much, yeah, that's, um, 
that's it, you know. So usually, like uh, they all, they all were very happy with my last build, the Lancia Delta, with a full carbon um, split. So yeah, I'm gonna keep doing. Uh, thanks to Asi for helping me during any build. You know, it's like really, really, really close friends, and uh, which helped me a lot with the carbon. You know, he's the carbon king. You know, that's. Uh, <laughs> That's for sure, and then uh, doing any build is just it's just there. It's like um, really, really, really close friends. So I'm super happy. Plus the um, skill, skill rider, L additional piece. You know, I'm really happy. You know the way they they're doing. So yeah, I hope uh, comes out good in the end. You know. <laughs> Yo, this is David, the detail junkie, Underground Kings represent. Uh, my next project to uh, unveil will probably be the Suzuki Samurai. I've got that one in paint and everything ready to go. Uh, but possibly the S10 too, that one's kind of calling my name, or an IROC. So I'm still stuck in like that whole 80s, uh, 90s vibe. So um, just stay tuned on that. Um, as far as my favorite kit, gotta say it's the Ravel 63. I don't think they really get much better than that for me. Um, that and any of the Ravel and Paws actually don't really deserve that curbside treatment. Uh, so if I want to do a curbside, I'll grab an AMT though. All right, peace. Hey, this is Scott from Scott Scale Builds. Um, I enjoy building models because it's a form of stress relief for me. And uh, pretty much you can build any car you can think of, you know, like if, if you aren't able to have it in real life, it's pretty cool to be able to just sit down and build something that you would like to have or a version of a car that you saw out on the road and you were like man i'd like to customize it like this for for me you know it's uh it's just a nice way to be able to express what you feel about something of, of that car or how or the subject you're building whatever you're building but um that would be the two biggest reasons uh, stress stress reliever is a really really big part of that as well so also you could build it as crazy as you want to you don't have to follow the instructions or, or what the car looks like in actual life I mean it's it's all in how you want to do it you're the one that has the vision you're the one that's doing the building uh, it, it's what you see is what you like and and I enjoy being able to do that I, I like to have a simple car in real life but with moderate touches of of customized stuff that look very well so just something you can look at that's very subtle but it, it brings a lot out to the car i try to build my models like that and that's just something i enjoy too because you can sit back and look at them and like oh, that looks sort of stock but it's really not you start seeing all the little stuff and it really sticks out if i had to choose a favorite brand of kit to build it would probably be tamiya um, Tamiya, to me, is a very well-made kit. It's a uh, very well put together. You could pretty much just turn the box upside down, shake it out, and it falls together. Um, a lot, a lot of other manufacturers don't don't really have that going for them. I know I've built a lot of uh, Revel and AMT stuff, and uh, well, they have some nice kits, but they have a lot of issues, a lot of fitment issues here and there. Uh, a lot of parts just didn't didn't want to go together good. Uh, stuff that may, really makes you want to bang your head against the wall or, or just shelve it and never touch it again. But 
to me, yeah, they're they're up on their game. They're they're at the top, so it's kind of hard to beat that. Hasegawa has to be a second favorite, if not pretty much tied with Tamiya. Um, I'm really impressed with the little Mitsubishi Gallant GTO that I just built. That was my first Hasegawa kit, and it was very well put together. You would you would think you were building a Tamiya kit. Uh, the panel lines were super crisp on it. Everything in the box just fit together. There was no issues. Nothing had to have any major cutting or anything like that. It was pretty straightforward. Paint it, put it together, and, and it went together very well and didn't disappoint. It, the final fitment on everything looked just as good as the Tamiya kit. So Tamiya and Hasegawa probably would have to be my two favorite. Hey, my name is Scott Kirk. I go by Captain Kirk Scale Modeling on Instagram. When I was a kid, my dad used to build models. I've always loved cars. And um, a couple years ago, I ended up getting a model kit just kind of out of the blue and uh, really mm -hmm. had a good time with it. The Tamiya Nissan Skyline Z-Tune R34. And um, since there, it's just kind of uh, been getting more and more model kits and, and trying mm -hmm. new stuff. Uh, kind of met... Uh, a couple of the guys from the um, Now or Never build-off and just kind of started entering those those contests and uh, just kind of learned a lot from the community, uh, met a lot of people through Instagram and uh, been having a lot of fun with it. Coincidentally, I would say my favorite model brand is Tamiya. Um, as I've uh, been building here, I've kind of gone through quite a few of the brands and uh, Tamiya has just got in my opinion, the best quality molding plastic. Um, I've had very little issues with like um, flash or any of that type of stuff. <clears throat> um, the fitment has been really good. All the decals have been really good. I've just had an overall really good experience with Tamiya cars. Hey guys, this is Wes Salazar, otherwise known as Wes S Scale Builds on Instagram. And the question I got, why do you model build? And there's a lot of reasons why I do model building, but one of the main reasons is it's a creative freedom for me. It allows me to create a, what's on my mind or what I'm thinking of, you know, one from scratch a lot of times, but also with these amazing kits that we have at our disposal, you know, it allows me to put it, my ideas into plastic and create works of art for not only myself to enjoy, but for others to enjoy whether it be online or whether it be at a show, it's something that I can put out there for people to enjoy and look at and a lot of times inspire other people as well, maybe get them ideas to work on something that they're doing or help them along with the project they're working on. It's something that just allows me to, get to have the creative. Another reason I enjoy model building, and I've been doing it for quite a long time now, is just the amount of people I've met through the hobby, you know, whether it be through Instagram, whether it be through uh, working at Pegasus back in the day, as some of you know I used to, or going to shows even, just meeting people in person. It's really cool to see the amount of camaraderie and helpfulness that everybody's willing to do for each other, whether showing, you know, tips and tricks or sharing ideas or just helping somebody out. It, it's always something that's kept me wanting to build and even still to this day continues to uh influence my model building as well to help others in any way that i can and i think it's something we all need 
to continue the growth of the hobby. And it's one thing that hopefully a lot of people that's they enjoy model building from that as well to get to know other people through the hobby and meet all these awesome people we wouldn't otherwise meet. Lastly, I enjoy model building so much uh, because of the skills that I've learned over the years, such as airbrushing, uh, scratch building, you know, different paint techniques, uh, all the stuff I probably wouldn't have learned otherwise had I not taken up model building in the law such a long time ago. And it's something that I am grateful for because it's allowed me to progress in life with uh, my careers, my jobs. Uh, it's helped me out quite a long, along the way, and I have model building to thank for that. And it's just something that, you know, we, people have seen the progression. If they've known me for quite a long time, I get better and better and better. And that's just something, if you keep doing it and stick with it, you're going to get better as well. As practice makes perfect, that's the old saying, but it's true. And model building has just kept me, as I practice it over and over, and even through the years, I've gotten better and better. And I believe that others can achieve the same thing with practice and honing their skills and getting working on the stuff that they have a hard time with, but getting better and better with it just from practicing each and every day, even if it's an hour a day. You know, model building is always going to be there. And it's something that even if I step away from it for a little bit, it's always there for me to come back to. And it's always going to be there for you guys to come back to as well. And that's why I enjoy it so much because it's just, it's something that I can always come back to. And it's a relaxing hobby. It's an enjoyable hobby. And that's the way it should be. And it that's probably the top three or four reasons why I enjoy model building so much. So hopefully you guys enjoy this and thanks for listening. Hey there, Chris here. Uh, I'm the guy behind the kit builder Chris Page, and uh, thanks for having me on again. So, why do I model build? Um, I absolutely love it. it. It's a great getaway from the norm, from the world, the outside, and things like that. You know, I just like to sit down in the evenings, in the weekends, put my headphones on, and uh, you know, you know, just build away. You know, sanding, painting, all the above. Uh, it's really cool just to chill out and relax, you know, and you could just really enjoy yourself. But not only that, it gets your creative juices flowing and you can have these ideas in your head and, you know, being able to get them ideas from your head down onto the model, you know, seeing those ideas come to life into a form, you know, it's super self-awarding. To go from opening a box to see, you know, all these bits of plain plastic on the sprue trees and in bags, uh, you know, to a few weeks down the line seeing this finished product it's just yeah super self-rewarding um, you know i love it and you know i love love cars i have done since a young age love cars um, especially japanese cars um and, but i think for me the the thing that makes makes it the most for me is is when i finish the car and put it on the display shelf uh, my boy who's six he, he always sits there and he says oh dad I love your new car, it looks so good. And that for me just yeah, that, that, that means the world for me. Love it. Hopefully it with with time soon actually, in fact. Uh, with with my son who likes to watch over my shoulder from time to time and likes to comment and likes to look at my cars quite often. Um, hopefully I can get him into the, the hobby, um, you know, and bring the next generation. I wish wish I could have got into it when I was younger. Um, better late than ever, here I am, and hopefully um, I can get him into it as well. 
Um, he seems keen enough, and he seems to like to watch enough. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. I might get him a, a few snap kits. Uh, and as for a favourite brand, I'm not saying it because I'm a, an Aoshima ambassador, but genuinely is Aoshima kits are, are my favourite. You know, I, I've got a, you know, I love uh, Japanese cars, Japanese tuner cars, and Aoshima just do all the kits, all the, you know, of all the cars that just tick all the boxes for me. And I just think, you know, the the great kits as, as you know, as they are, and. You know, the detailed and they the look super cool and they're easy to modify and great to work on. And yeah, it's just there's what's not to like about them. And you know, it's it's when a brand's creating all the kits you want, and you know, it's just every time we get the kit, it's like a kid at Christmas. I just love it because you know, it's every kit is just something I've you know, I've, I've always enjoyed. It's you know, especially the. Japanese, Japanese cars, it's just, yeah, awesome kits. What's up everybody, this is Josh McCall. Uh, most of you, I'm sure, know me by my Instagram name, which is Small Scale Customs. Edgar just hit me up here while I'm actually building some models. Um, asked me to do a little segment on the podcast, so I, of course, was like, yeah, that's, that's dope. Um, glad to be here. Um, it's funny, he actually just hit me up, like I said, I'm building models, um, actually waiting on Hurricane Ian, uh, don't think it's really gonna hit us too hard, we've barely even gotten any rain today, so I've got the whole house prepped, and, uh, this was the scenario that I was hoping for, so I'm pretty fortunate, um, and glad about that. So, some of the questions that Edgar asked is, uh... Why do I build models? Um, I caught the bug at an early age because I just, I love cars, everything about them. I've always played with like Hot Wheels as a kid and then die casts and then I was taking other toys apart. So it naturally evolved into finally like getting into plastic model kits. Um, and nowadays I treat them just like I'm building a real car, you know. I love to get different uh, wheels, different styles of cars. I mean, anything that I... Feel like I'm into or into building I have numerous projects going on you know like most of us um, it's just it's my thing you know I, I mean it's it's my passion my hobby for sure I don't always get like the time lately that I used to have since my son is is three um, so I usually am hanging out with him and my wife most of the time um, so I, I haven't really been able to finish a whole lot of models lately, but I'm always making time in the evenings, if it's a couple hours, if it's three hours, hopefully, to just do something. Um, just chip away at a project, you know. Um, it'll get there eventually. It'll get there one day. Um, kind of tough lately, but I just kind of enjoy the build process these days. Um slow and steady you know for sure is one thing i always tell myself you know the other question edgar had for me was what is my favorite brand um i really like american cars so revel is my favorite brand especially all their new the newest tooling i can get 
is, is are the cars that I collect or the older ones that I know are good. I love the Made in USA Revell kits. Or even if they're AMT, some of them are good, some of them are bad. The 70s AMT kits, I'm always going to stay away from for the most part because they take so much cleanup compared to the newer tooled kits, you know. Um, but I always like to start with a quality kit. Uh, so I'm just not wasting a bunch of time trying to see things that I don't like and, and fix them and make detail that's just not there uh, versus starting with a good kit and building from there. All right, and Edgar also wanted me to mention a little project I've had going with him is uh, I've been collecting my used diamond-coated cutoff discs from work, and I sent him like 80 of them or something, I think, to send out to anybody that orders stuff from his web website um, for free because I'm just I'm repurposing them. Um, I got them from my job after they're used up. I work at a dental lab, so I use it to, I, I mill out the teeth out of ceramic blocks, and then I use these cutoff wheels to cut the tooth out of the block. Um, and they last a, a while, um, but then they wear out because the ceramic material is so hard. So I can't use them at that point at, for, for my job, so I've just been saving them in the little containers that they come in and I sent Edgar like 80 of them I think I don't remember uh and that's been like I don't know a year of saving them up maybe and I just wanted to repurpose them for people but I don't want to send them all out myself because I want them to go out for free and I'm just not gonna like send them out to a bunch of different people in the mail I just don't really have the time for that so I sent them to Edgar so I could try to like give back to the hobby a little bit, give back to all the other builders and um, repurpose these tools that otherwise they either just get recycled with the scrap metal guy at work, um, which is like, they're so small, you know, he'd need like a million of them to make any money. And um, definitely didn't want to throw them out when we could use them. I usually, they're kind of aggressive, so you'll have to, if you order from the site and, and get one, you'll have to try it out for yourself. Um, I, I like to, windshields are pretty good if you're cutting out the windshield from a kit, because um, those are like a brittle, clear acrylic plastic that's kind of hard to cut with like regular cutters or anything. So I just chuck one of these up in my Dremel and you gotta be kind of careful. Uh, keep it at a lower speed, otherwise, you know, you're just cutting so fast it melts the plastic. Um, but yeah, anyways, if you order from the site, you'll you'll get one for free sent with your order. Um, limited supply, of course. So once they run out, they run out. I'm trying to start again, restocking at work all my used ones. But like I said, it might take me another year to get. 80 of them again um so get yours while you can uh it, it's like i said it, you have to try it out for yourself and and see what you can use it on it's pretty good it's kind of aggressive um but it's real thin and it cuts real nice like butter if you keep the speed a little bit lower in your dremel 
All right, Edgar said to keep this around six minutes, so hopefully that's good. Hopefully it sounds good, makes sense to everybody. Um, shout out to Edgar for doing this little recycling project with me. Hopefully you can grab a cutoff wheel, and uh, hopefully it's a good tool in your toolbox for you. Um, shout out to him uh, for the podcasts. I'm like always listening, especially at work. I got my earbuds in. I like to hear from all my favorite builders for sure. Uh, shout out to my fellow club members, Lost Underground Kings. Uh, go get you some new wheels and parts at Lowrider Model Car Parts as well. Everybody loves that stuff. I know I do. I'm build, building a nice little collection for myself. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Take it easy. Hey, what's up, everybody? I hope you guys enjoyed that first section of audio clips. Um, you know, a lot of different people from different places from around the world got on there to uh, say some words. I thought that was pretty awesome right there. And uh, shout out to Tim for doing that intro right there. That was super awesome right there. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And, you know, I'm going to continue. Uh, trying to do these i would say maybe about like once a month you know towards the end of the month you know I, I like doing the interviews like i've said before but also like doing these little segments right here too as well they're, they're always fun to uh compile put together you know and i don't know it might be the start of something you know it might evolve into something else we'll just see i'm just kind of rolling with it i know the audio clips um you know they all sound different you know they're very raw so it's um it's just like on the fly, you know, and in the future, I'm going to reach out to more people, you know, to participate on it as well. Just don't worry about it. If I ever ask you like, hey, you know, and I know it's tough for me. It must be super easy because I'm constantly recording. But I know for others, they've probably never done it before the first time. And I understand it's it is tough. You know, I was nervous too doing my first podcast, you know, but I feel like once you hit that record button, just say some words, you know, it's almost like if you're walking down the street and someone just stops you. And it's like, hey, man, where'd you get that T-shirt from? You know, that's a cool shirt. You know, you could say some words. It doesn't have to be super long, but just something, you know, kind of chill, whatever. Whatever you want to say, you know, you never know, man. You might ask that question to some dude who might take you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> you know, his answer telling you how it all just came together to get the shirt. But I don't know. But I hope you guys are doing good. You know, it's been a while since we've done a little segment like this, a little solo one. So I just want to include it. But I did want to say um, some words regarding like clear coating. You know, sometimes I get hit up and asked about, you know, how do you clear coat your cars? You know, how do you do it? Or what do you use? So I know different people use different, you know, products and everyone has their own method. But I'm just going to tell you my method right now. So pretty much I use Splash 2K Gloss Clear. I, uh, you have to mix it a three to one. So that's three parts clear and one part of the catalyst, which is a hardener that's going to harden up that clear. I like using those uh, 46 millimeter Tamiya jars. On the side of the jar, it has it marked, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, all the way up till you get to 46. Um, I mean, you don't see the 46, but that's pretty much where it reaches at once you cap it. But when you're doing the three to one, just to have some better understanding and control, 
I like laying the bottle on a flat surface. I use a pipette. I put the pipette inside the, the clear. I suck it up, pour it in. And then when I hit the five mark, that's my that's one. When I hit the 10 mark, that's, a, that's my second part, that's two. And then when I pour a third and I reach the 15 mark, that's my three parts right there of clear. Then I get a second pipette. I put that in the catalyst, the hardener, I suck it up. And then I pour that into the clear. So now from the 15, it, jumped, it jumps to 20. Once you get it up to the 20, that's, that's it. Now you have to mix it. So you either can mix it with a, like a Tamiya stirring stick, or if you have a wooden stick, you could do that too. Or if you have one of those little electronic mixers, you can stick it in there and, and mix it as well. I used to use that, but I stopped because I noticed that the last time I used it, it, it produced a lot of bubbles. And, and it took a, a while for it to just kind of settle, and I didn't like that. So I pretty much just use a, a stirring stick, like one of those Tamiya ones. I stir the clear. Once it's stirred, I do it for like about a minute or two. Then I, I just let the jar chill for a bit, maybe for about like, you know, five minutes. They say 10 minutes, but I usually do five. So this way you have the gloss clear and the hardener catalyst bonding together into what they call a marriage. You know, you got to get them together. While that's going on, um, I get my airbrush. I pretty much put some lacquer thinner in it. Uh, I spray out all the lacquer thinner into uh, one of those uh, like blue paper towels from Home Depot. I cover up the nozzle, so I do a backwash in there. You know, just just try to make sure that everything's spraying out. I turn on my uh, airbrush booth. I get a secondary uh, bottled water, a spray bottle, and I mist water all over the inside of the booth, so this way I could kill whatever static. Is lingering in there you know um, I also have this uh, jacket that I purchased from house of color it's like a it's like a windbreaker jacket house of color has a logo on it and everything I zip that up I put that on because if I'm just rocking my t-shirt I have all this lint on me and just stuff you know little particles of whatever as I'm walking around right all these little things are obviously falling on you and and it's, you know, if you have the booth, you know, sucking in that air, you have static and all this stuff, as you're spraying, it's going to produce more static. And then whatever's on your shirt is going to fly off and it's going to hit your, uh, your car. So I throw on the jacket, zip it up, and then I, uh, you know, get the bottle of the clear and I just pour it in my cup. You know, I fill up the cup, seal it. And um, I do some uh, little practice sprays, just making sure that the, the fan pattern, everything just looks cool. You know, it's coming out. And I'm doing this with the model not even in the booth yet. I'm just spraying it into the booth, and I'm looking at it sideways through the light just to see the pattern, how it's flowing. I'm like, all right, cool. We're set. So then I have my model mounted on one of the Tamiya stands. Once it's on the stand, I'm ready to go. I have one glove on, black glove, that's going to be holding the model, that's going to be rotating it from the bottom of the base, and then the hand that's going to be holding my airbrush, I don't wear a glove on that. And um, once I get started, I pretty much 
just um, I have a, a double action eclipse airbrush by Iwata and I start to mist the body with clear on that first session I'm just you know barely hitting it I start from one from one side from the bottom uh, getting inside those wheel wells getting in the the front bumper the rear bumper just getting in all those small little areas also uh, hitting up like the uh, the uh, the side of your mirrors uh, the front grill you know the just the small little areas that if you're gonna do a full-on spray you're probably not gonna get enough clear in there so I'm doing it very lightly and then I start doing the body the whole side from the bottom going up and with like a 75% overlay then I I rotate the model I start doing the front part front grill and then I start getting like above like the hood all that the trim around the windows turn it again out to the other side repeat again from the bottom airbrushing 75% pattern going all the way up then I rotate it to the rear and do the same from the bottom airbrushing all the way up and then now all I'm left with is, is the roof so I pretty much tilt the model sideways now the roof is pretty much uh, facing me we're face to face and I start to uh, just spray from the bottom up 75% pattern overlay and that for that's like my first like initial little session and um, it's not obviously it's not wet or at all you could you could tell there's some uh, clear on it but you know it's most likely just gonna be you know super tacky or whatever but I'm not touching it and then I put it aside I start if I have other parts I start airbrushing those parts the same clearing them really lightly though because they're small parts you can't go all super heavy or else you might mess it up you're gonna start getting like drip and all that so um, start going really lightly dusting it on dusting it on as I go through all those parts like there's probably already five to ten minutes that have passed so then I put the parts back on this, their stands I set them aside I grab the model I bring it back and let's just say I don't have those parts then I would say just chill for 10 minutes and let let that it's not gonna like dry immediately but it's gonna like cool down sort of like dry a little bit but it's waiting for the next second phase of the clear then I come back with the clear and now this time I'm gonna pull the trigger a little bit more back that's gonna give me like a, a medium to wet coat so now as it starts to spray that one on the uh, the clear that I shot that first time around, it's like, just think of it, it's like it's waiting with its arms open, ready to, to receive and hug whatever clear is going to come its way. And then pretty much the same process from the bottom all the way up, but now you're hitting it with more clear, and now you're starting to see it come to life. It starts to get, you know, a bit more of that wet type of look, and you hit it, you know, all over. Once you do all the sides, the top, like the process, repeating that again, you pretty much set it aside again and let that chill for another 10 minutes. You know, if, like I said earlier, if you have parts, you could go through your parts. If you don't have parts, then just set it aside. Definitely highly recommend to use your timer on your phone. Or if you have a clock in your workspace, look at the clock and give it 10 minutes. 
because that 10 minutes is gonna now help those first two layers bond together, start to dry together. And when you look at it, you're still, it's still not as shiny. You know what I mean? It is, but you can still probably see a little bit of orange peel on there, but you're not done. Um, get it back. And now this is gonna be pretty much what I do. This is like my final coat of clear. I come back and now this time I'm gonna just pull the trigger all the way back which basically pulls the needle all the way back it opens up like the floodgates let's say it just opens up and you know the the clear is going to come out like full throttle heavy you know i make sure i have a, a full a full cup i re-upped on clear on the airbrush i have my psi sorry i didn't even mention this earlier my psi level is about 18 to 20 but I try to keep it at 18. You know, it doesn't have to be 25. It doesn't have to be 30. That's too much. That's too fast. You're gonna, you're gonna, things gonna be dripping like crazy. You're gonna ruin it. Just go s slow PSI. And I pretty much just start from the bottom all the way up. And as I'm wetting it, that second layer is already grabbing onto this new coat of clear, like a, like putting it on like a jacket. It's not gonna let it go sides the front the hood the other side of the back rear and then the roof by the time i get done with that third session i could already when i tilt it to see the roof with the lighting i could already see my reflection on myself like my face my mask uh, you know i turned it to the side i could see my reflection you know things like that i'm like dope and then one last time i go on the very just in the bottom and i kind of spray making sure i get in on those little corners or whatever and then that's it it's done i have in my space like this uh plastic container which i like to uh i clean it out and i have it upside down so i basically place the model kit in there i have space for the other uh pieces that are on a stand and then i just seal the case and i just let it chill this way nothing hits it nothing lands on it there's not like a, a little fly or whatever flying in, lint. Nothing's going to hit it. It's just going to just dry in there, you know, and um, put it away. And I come back like hours later, maybe like six or nine hours later to check up on it. I open it up, let some of that fume, that air get out, and then I just seal it real quick. Um, by then, you know, I don't mess with it for like at least three days. I just kind of let it sit. And then I come back. Then, I mean, the, it, it dries fast, but still, I don't want to touch it. Once it's dry, I'm like, dope. You know, bring it in. And um, I still just let it sit. I admire it. I enjoy just staring at the car and the body and being like, wow, you know, this and that. And I could see imperfections or whatever um, on it. Um, you know, when I when I hit it with the clear, you know, it, it looks glossy and everything. It almost looks like it doesn't need to be polished. But you'll be surprised. Sometimes there's like a a few marks or little things here and there that do need to be polished. So I, um, that comes later. I like to wet sand it, you know, buff all that out. And then later going to the polishing. Polishing is still like a new thing. Um, I do the best to my ability to polish models by hand, by sanding them. Uh, but you know, I've been speaking with like Scott 
over at uh, Scott's Builds, and he's been giving me some pointers of how to how to do it with uh, with the Dremel. You know, um, he's recommended some polishing pads and things like that, and also compound materials and all that stuff. You know, um, I I feel like I need to get into that. I need to practice because it just looks very stunning and beautiful seeing the the types of works that you know he produces his final pieces um you know also Shane at Man Cave Models the same with him you know the Ford trucks he does polishing and everything and it just looks amazing and I'm like dude I want my cars to look like that you know and I'm not going to learn unless I give it a go so I got to give it a go you know um I do have some other model bodies that I'm willing to take the risk on if I mess up, burn through it. Uh, but I, I got to do it. I got to try it out and see uh, what's going to happen with that. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted. But I just wanted to let you guys know about that, about the clear, because I do get these questions often as to like, what PSI do I use? What kind of clear do you use? What, what's your method? How many quotes? You know, how long should I wait for? And all that. And I know these are questions that are going to keep coming up. And it's fine. I'm I'm always down to answer them, you know. Um, I know there's people um, that are a little afraid to clear coat a car. They feel like they've put in so much work into it. And sometimes, you know, they might have a friend that can do it for them. And they really like their style. I wouldn't mind, you know, clear coating a car for someone either, you know. Um, it, it's all good. If someone was like, yo, I have the clear, I have everything. Can you just clear it? Sure, you know. I feel confident enough to uh, to produce something and be like, here you go, and not worry, like, oh, I don't know how it's going to come out, you know. Um, and and I know s some people, I just want them to take the plunge. I want them to take, but it's the same, you know, going back to like, the polishing thing. You know, I'm sure consulting with, like, Scott, you know, he probably he wants me to take the plunge too, so I got to I gotta do it too, you know. So uh, I'm just trying to... Uh, share with you guys, you know, lately with what I've been doing. Um, it's, I, I, I don't know if it feels great right now with model building for me because I know on some previous episodes I had mentioned that, you know, I was a little bit like at a standstill, you know, I was working on stuff, but then there'd be days I wasn't as motivated and whatnot. But I feel like I found that why, you know, and one of the the things I, I love a lot is painting and clear coating, you know, but clear coating always is like super like magical for me, seeing the, the pearls, seeing the metallics, the flakes, all that stuff come to life, the colors, you know, and I almost feel like before having that window of, of clear painting, it wasn't there. I only had time to prep bodies, paint, like primering was like the closest thing to painting that I had to them. You know, and I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I really want to do my thing, but I can't. You know, I have responsibilities. I have things I have to handle. But it's just crazy how time passes and you do get that time in the future. And I feel like my time is like right now, again, you know, I have a window of opportunity in the mornings, which is great because the air is like still like fairly fresh, like it's not too hot, um, you know. It's just a good way to start my day right there. You know, my daughter just started daycare and, you know, it, it's awesome. I, I feel great that she's like with other kids playing and doing all this stuff and, you know, just 
being more social, you know, and now I have an hour to do whatever I want before I start work at nine. So I'm dedicating it to model building when it comes to painting and clearing. And I have a rotation of models right now that I'm having a lot of fun with. I have the EF9 Honda Civic, which is, it has like a, I guess like a scale riders type of livery, min, like very minimal type of livery on there. And and that's uh, a project I got going on right now. Uh, a friendly, uh, like a group build that we're doing with uh, Casey Cam and David. Um, the Kanjuzoku cars uh, from Japan. And there's also this uh, Blue Chi DR that I just clear coated. I'm super happy about. The high ace is next. It's already been painted. It just needs to be cleared. And um, then I still have that Lamborghini. I just recently uh, polished it. Well, not polished it, but I wet sanded the clear. Polishing is next. But I basically knocked out whatever little uh, imperfection, little things I was feeling that I was like, ooh, this doesn't look good. You know, I got to get rid of that. And, you know, it's been fun rotating those four cars right now. You know, I'm getting them to those um, uh, final stages, you know? And I know for sure the the ending is always the hardest because sometimes things don't go together, something falls off, you know? But hey, that's, that's part of the game, you know? But I'm just excited to be able to work on those right now. And uh, I'll keep you guys updated. I've been posting more on my 65 Lokes page on there, you know, uh, with what's going on uh, with those builds. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of various um, just things. I, I don't even know what I would be building next. You know, well, I still have the vanning, actually. That's going to be the next one. It's only been primary. I just need to lay some color on that. But that's another build right there. So um, that would say, well, that's about five different cars right there on rotation that I got going on. But each one just gets me uh, excited, you know. Um, it's it's kind of cool to have those little boxes right now to put all the models in and just kind of set everything aside together but I know eventually um like recently I ended up tossing a box like I finally the car was done and everything and I was just like why am I even holding on to this I know the box starts cooling off but uh I don't have room for it so I had to like toss the box and I was like damn that felt kind of crazy <laughs> tossing the box so now that that one's gone I'm like all right I guess I'm gonna have to Start doing that more often with other boxes once uh, they're a, a done deal right there. But but it's been fun, you know, uh, working on these builds. It's been cool seeing all you guys, too, uh, doing what you guys are doing. Definitely uh, killing it. And, you know, we got a large shipment of product in, of Aoshima models, uh, I wouldn't say last week when they arrived. And um, there's going to be more that's coming it's just sometimes what gets frustrating is how long it takes to arrive. You know, I, um, I put in my orders ahead of time and it's kind of unknown sometimes when it's going to arrive because there's those delays in the boats. I don't know when it's going to arrive and then it arrives and it's just like, what the heck? It's here. All right, cool. Let's get it in. And I mean, there's like, there's more product coming out. You know, it's just, I wish I could get it sooner. You know, I almost feel like when they say, um, you know, coming out August, it's almost like you have to expect three months later that it's going to be here. You know, it's not going to be 
that that very month. It'll be out in Japan in that month, but you know, out here to reach stateside, it's gonna be a little later because it's bring they're bringing in a big container in a boat, you know, and um, but there's there's various brands and stuff that uh, are coming in Hasegawa kits as well. Those are always nice. So uh, just check it out. Uh, Mr. Model too is another, um, you know, PE parts, detail parts that they make that we just got in a lot of, a lot of cool things uh, from them. So please check that out as well. Uh, a lot of various things. And I also wanted to add, we do have a rewards program on the website. So definitely sign up for that. Uh, we also have the wish list. So if there's items in there that you like, maybe you're not ready to make any purchases, but you kind of want to add those to your wish list as to for future uh, purchase, you can set those. And then there's also the out of stock notification. So items that you see that are out of stock, sign up. And when we do stock them in, you'll get an email uh, telling you, hey, it's available, you know, because it, it gets hard. You know, I get DMs and people ask, do you have this product when it's out of stock? And it's very hard for me to to be able to look for them through my messages and be like, hey, we got it back in, you know? It's just better to uh, to sign up, um, you know, on that part. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to answer the question for sure if they hit me up. It's just, um, you know, if anything, I'm just more like, hey, please sign up or check back because it gets it gets tough to uh, be able to, to reach back like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I uh, hope you guys are doing good and everything. I hope you guys enjoy this one right here. And uh, just keep on building, guys. Um, you know, be safe out there. Stay strong, you know. Do your thing. Um, you know, handle your responsibilities first. You know, spend time with your family. You know, things that need to get fixed, give those things priority first. Model building will always be there. It's always going to be sitting there waiting for you for your time, you know. And, um, yeah, and thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys are safe. So, peace out.